0: This Thanksgiving Day, the Word of God, which is addressed to us, is both one, an invitation to be a man, a woman of God, to say thank you for the great gifts that God has given to us. And there's so many blessings that God has bestowed upon us. If we were to look at our life, we're here God has given us the privilege not only to exist, to live, to be sustained by His grace, but He's given the privilege to share also His life of glory. We are here. We gather here for this special day, and on this special day for a special occasion, which is Thanksgiving. You know, the very celebration of the Eucharist, the word Eucharist, Eucharisti, Eucharistain, it means to give thanks. It's an offering of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving because of what God has done for us. We are grateful what God has done to us and for us in Christ. We're grateful for his salvation. So first of all, the invitation for us is to offer thanks to God for his special blessings of life, of faith, of this Eucharist, Special thanks we are to give to God for the future glory that he's preparing us for. That's why the scriptures is filled with words of thanksgiving. If you look at Psalms, for example, 106, 136, give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his steadfast love and mercy endures forever. It's like a a major, major uh, theme of the Old Testament. Give thanks to the Lord for his good, why? because his steadfast love endures forever, because he gave us understanding of, of God, he gave us the gift of knowledge, because he made the heavens, he made the waters, he made the lights, great lights, and, and, and the, the, the uh, antiphon continues to say what we should be grateful for, the whole creation, as Psalms 136 speaks of, being grateful to God for everything. But then it continues for, it says, be grateful to God for special gifts, for leading us out from, from the slavery in Egypt. You brought Israel out from among them for his steadfast love and endures forever with a strong hand and outstretched arm. You have led your people to the, to, to the promised land. You divided Red Sea in two. He made Israel pass through the midst of it. And he continues, the staff has love because you rescued us from our foes. You have given us food and so on. is a beautiful, beautiful example of what people of God would wish to say to God is thank you. And of course, for each one of us here, thanking God for a spouse, for children, for work for health or maybe not complete health. But, but above all, what is the Lord preparing us for? Today, He's preparing us to receive Him, to receive the Lord Himself. So, so there's so many things that we can, we can today, we can, you know, we can use the words of Scripture, like today we the first reading from the book of Sirach, and now bless the God of all who has done wondrous things on earth who fosters people's growth from their mother's womb and fashions them according to his will. May he grant you the joy of heart and may peace abide among you. May his goodness towards towards us endure in Israel to deliver us in our days, prepare for us future. But there's also the second aspect today that the scriptures tell us is that are we grateful Are we grateful to Him for the gifts that we have received? And we have the example of the 10 who were healed and only one who returned back to God to give Him thanks. And He was the foreigner. He was not one of the people of God. He was the one. And so the invitation today also is gratitude for the gifts we have received, that we do not forget, that we do not forget as many do. But then, Another aspect today for our Thanksgiving is this. You know, um, our nation has always been grateful to God. But unlike in the decades past, even centuries past, we we have become a, a people who seem to be kind of rejecting and even having a scorn for religion It's on the rise, as you know, it seems to be on many places in our culture, media, academia, government, entertainment. Uh, It's it's like a rejection of of our faith, rejection of revelation, considered often as a superstition or, or something that's for people who are weak cannot stand up on their own feet. They have to have religion. You know, almost um, recalling the words of, of, of Marx, the religion, as the opiate of the people, because they can't handle it, so they have to have. Well, unfortunately, you know, our secular society doesn't seem to be helping too many because now they're distributing opiate for everybody. Cannabis is av- available for everybody, so Marx's words are true. We have gotten rid of, you know, the, the basic tenets of our faith, religion, and so we have turned to opiate, you know, and, and it's getting, not better, but getting worse. We know that whenever faith is being removed, secularist type of a environment, or atheist you know, environment, the minute it gets, starts getting rid of faith from people's hearts, then people turn to alcohol, drugs, whatever. The Soviet Union, the Soviet Union, uh, one-third of the population is, was, was alcoholic. Why? Because it was a state-enforced atheism. And so that's why people turn, because there's no other way. They can't, they can't function. Why? Because as St. Augustine said, God, you made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. So this is what we have. We have the gift of God, but, but our culture today is kind of forcing it out. So it's what's gonna happen is more and more people will turn towards the opiates, whatever it is, or something that will somehow cover the emptiness, that cover their empty life, or even fear, fears, or worries, because that's the only thing they can do. Now, if we were to look at our country, too, even though we have a worrisome aspects of secularism which are trying to remove religion from from us, and yet, why so many people come together today? Why Thanksgiving Day? Why people travel hours upon hours and sometimes in traffic, and, and they gather as a family? to have a meal together, but offer to God thanksgiving. Why? It seems like no matter how much the secularist environment is trying to push away God from people's hearts, it doesn't seem to work completely. We gather because we want to, and I would imagine that there are many people who perhaps, maybe they are, not exactly believers in God and in organized faith, religion and yet today perhaps they will bow their heads in pray- in thanksgiving however they understand God to be obviously it would be great that to understand the God of revelation the God the true God who has revealed himself to us it will be better however even if it is for a moment they gather and bow their heads in thanksgiving for whatever they have It's a, maybe not a strong aspect of faith, but yet there is a type of faith. As a nation, we have celebrated Thanksgiving, maybe early on. I know that the formal Thanksgiving, we go back to Plymouth, but as Catholics, we know that there were the Spanish conquistadores were here. They also celebrated Thanksgiving. There's someone from Texas, as we in Texas celebrated already in 1541. But we could say that maybe there was even earlier. In Virginia, people in Virginia, I come from Washington DC area, so they say, yeah, we, we celebrate Thanksgiving two years before that, in uh, 1619. There was a Virginia colony. But we, as Americans, we wish to celebrate uh, remembering Plymouth, uh, you know, the pilgrims who came and, and we wish to have this sort of symbolic for us, day of Thanksgiving, both historical and symbolic, because historical, it, it actually took place, and symbolic is because it goes beyond, beyond us, beyond that Plymouth, because it goes back into appreciation for what God has given to us. And you know, when you go back to Plymouth, I, I kind of was reading more and more about it, historically. You know that when the pilgrims came, looking for freedom, freedom of faith, but also to find a new life here. And it is interesting that the one who seems to be missing from the picture of the, uh, of, of, of our remembering the history is the Indian who spoke English. When, when the pilgrims came, they found someone who could actually be a translator for them. He already was an Indian who worked uh, in—was um, helping the sailors who at that time were here. And so, so what happened is the, uh, the uh, uh, fishermen, the fishing industry was the first here. And, and, and so it was the Indian who helped them. When they arrived here near the Cape, and, and tried to find what's here. They, didn't, they were afraid to leave the, the, the ship for almost a month until they were able to find contact, and they were able to contact the, the Indians who were here. And they found to be um, an environment which was safe for them. They didn't have to worry about risking their life, although many of them have already died because of, of, of the uh, travel itself. But uh, they arrived here, and so the Indians helped them, helped them to settle. And, and finally, they were able to, to celebrate first Thanksgiving, because they told them how to take care of the land here, because they were not used to the cold, the environment, the winter environment. New England is, was quite harsh from, the, from, the, from that in England itself, or, or Holland. And, and so they were able to, to settle. But what they did is there's... What they did is they looked into the Old Testament for a model how to celebrate Thanksgiving. They looked into the, uh, the celebration a week after the, 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 uh, the Day of Atonement. They wished to celebrate like the people of the Old Testament did, the celebration of the, um, the Feast of Booths, to honor God, to thank Him for all things. So that's what they did they found, they found the model of thanksgiving where the majority at that gathering were Indians, or friendly Indians who were with them because they were able to, to bring them, you know, the, the, the turkeys and, and venison and, and that which was available to them. But, the, but they looked into the Old Testament to honor God, and they did. And this is how they established that first Thanksgiving, is yes, many of the settlers did not make it. Many of them did not that. But uh, however, the governor at that time of that gathering, the Plymouth group, he remarked uh, that Squanto, the Indian, was a special instrument sent, sent of God for, for their own good and for their survival. So they considered that to be the first extraordinary grace because he was able to—to to mediate for them, so the Indians understood them, what they wished to do, so they were not afraid of them. And so this is the first extraordinary gift that they have received. And then, uh, and then the, the—the—the uh, the, uh, the Governor Bradford, the idea for, to celebrate Thanksgiving was modeled, as I mentioned, under a Feast of Tabernacles, a Feast of Boots, the, what is called the Feast of Ingathering. And so, so they did, which is supposed to be on the 15th day of October. It was early on, between 15th day of October, at least after, after that. Now, the, the feast which the, our forefathers celebrated They 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 first of all acknowledge the saving deeds of God. The saving deeds, which means it's not only physical survival, but also the saving deeds of Jesus, our Lord and our God, who has done so much for us. They were looking for freedom of faith to believe. They believe in a a way that they wished and desired. And so this is why they were looking for. And yet, it was not just the faith that they received from God, but they received the means to survive, the means to live, the means to be protected. They found place with the Indians to, who protected them. You know, it is something that we don't think, but it is so true, and so that's why that's why they follow the 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 custom of of the Old Testament because it provided with the language, with the awareness of who they should be and how they should celebrate. Uh, if if we were as Catholics, you know, we went to um, you know uh, English English Catholics, we celebrated Thanksgiving Day in 1633 in Maryland, also when we arrived there, and uh, we found the—on uh, St. Clement Island, and we celebrated when we arrived there on March 25th, which is the Assumption Day. Now, I, when we became as a nation after the Revolutionary War, uh, at the request of Congress was President George Washington, who declared the Thursday, November 26th, 1789, would be for the people of the United States a day of thanksgiving. And this is the quote from George Washington, as a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and sole favors of the Almighty God. And then in that declaration itself, it exhorted the people to beseech him to pardon our national transgressions. Part of thanksgiving is also acknowledging our own weaknesses, our transgressions, to promote the knowledge and practice of true, true religion and virtue, and to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity, as he alone knows to be best. So this is part of that declaration. As you can see, that it wasn't just the thanksgiving, but also acknowledging our limitations, our faults, our sins, And asking God that he may prosper the work of our hands that we may be able to know what to do how to do it and as you know the 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 very fact is that religion throughout our history was not something considered to be negative as a matter of fact was was known to be benign or at worst to be neutral but today we have to worry about because it's becoming is viewed more and more as something antagonistic, something that that is destructive to us. This is what we have to guard. This is why Thanksgiving should be a place where not only do we enjoy a nice meal, but also that we reflect on ourselves, who we are, what we do, how we should be, how we should relate to one another. And by the way, the The latest declaration, which was from in our country, the latest declaration was in 1941. Congress legislated that Thanksgiving would be observed on the fourth Thursday of November. It would be a federal holiday. And the words are very interesting. It says, we should pause this Thanksgiving day and take time to pray, reflect on our lives, and give thanks. And this is what we have to do today. I looked at our community, the people that have helped us, that that have been associated with us, how grateful I am as a member of Marian Fathers, how grateful I am for so many of you who have assisted us along the journey right from the very beginning, especially as members of the Association of Marian Helpers, confraternity members, how you have assisted us. In, in our mission, in the missions not only here in the United States, but throughout the whole world, which we were able to assist many Marians. I'm grateful to God for each one of you, for your faith, for your belief, all of you who have supported us in the last several years, especially during this time of pandemic. Uh, I am grateful to you for that witness that you show us, the witness of strong, persevering faith, faith in God. We receive many, many emails and text messages and comments and, you know, through the Facebook appreciation for what is God doing through us, with us, for you. We're grateful to God for so many of you who responded in helping us to assist those in Ukraine. You know, I, I'm very much aware of what's going on in Ukraine, maybe because I, I know many Ukrainians I have known, and I have known many who, who have uh, arrived in, in, in Poland, who have been taken care of by people. Several millions were still there. But can you imagine not having electricity? Can you imagine not having water? Without electricity, everything stops. Gas pumps stop. There's no way to charge your cell phones. There's no way to, to heat, because even everything that's, that, that's by means of, of electricity, there's no banking accounts. You can't access anything. You can't charge anything. You know, can you imagine? And we're here. We're here in this country that has all these blessings. We, we take them for granted. We, we're not aware of the things that we're missing without electricity, uh, without possibility of obtaining diesel or even whatever. How can food be brought to stores? You know, all those things that we take for granted. We have to be very careful as a nation that we do not in any way weaken it by lack of faith or by secularist type of environment, atheist type of ideologies. We can, because there's no one. No one will will be able to withstand. We will become weaker and weaker. We become more and more disillusioned. We begin to to, uh, divide ourselves, fight over things which are secondary. But we have to focus on what's primary, and primary is our faith, our freedom ability to, to exercise our, our faith, but also that we take care of this country, that we care, take care of one another, that we look for its greater good rather than some form of ideological goods which are actually leading us to destruction. Maybe then today, on this special day for us, let us offer, God, our profound thanks for creating us, for sustaining us. Let us give God profound thanks for our family, for our loved ones. Let us give thanks to God for our church. No matter how many priests or lay people are weak and have harmed the church, and yet the church is the depository of all the spiritual gifts that we have. Let us give thanks to God for our nation, for our country that has protected us, that has helped us to live a life in dignity. Let us thank the Lord for this very moment in our life. where We can entrust ourselves to him. And above all, let us thank him for preparing heaven for us, paradise that is still waiting for us. So may we then, in that spirit of gratitude and even joy, tell God that we wish to be his sons and daughters, wish to follow him. But we always have to ask him, help us to do so. Because by our own strength, by our weaknesses, we're not able to do. And we know that God hears a prayer of thanksgiving. God hears also a prayer of entrustment. And God hears the prayer for conversion. He will help us enter heaven because in Jesus, he already showed and manifested that great love that he has for us. He died for us, so we we'll am alive. And that is our consolation and that is our hope.